Welcome to Stash Talk. I'm Kirby Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers, and I'm joined by my dad, Jeff Connell. Today we have a special episode. I would like to welcome my roommate from last year, the one and only, the fireman, Ben Joyce. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, so let's get this thing started. Ben, tell us a little bit about your family, and and if you don't mention it, I'm going to have to ask you the question, so... Uh, let's just tell us a little bit about your family first. All right. So, um, I mean, I think everyone knows this or everyone that knows me knows this. I have a twin brother, Zach. Um, we've been doing literally everything together our whole lives. Uh, we're four minutes apart. I'm older by four minutes. So I have a little bragging rights there. Um, mom and dad are Joni and Alan Joyce. They met in Pittsburgh when they were in college and they've been married for, a long time. I don't know how long. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the one thing that Zach has over you is that he's bigger than you. Um, no, no. See, that's that's something that, that some people think that's also not true. Uh-huh. So, do you have a girlfriend? I do. Her name is Anna. She is a senior at Tennessee, and I met her last year. So, tell us a little about where you're from, um, maybe the high school that you went to, and uh, tell us about your high school career. Yeah, so I'm pretty much born and raised in Knoxville, Tennessee. I was born here. Uh, I moved away for a few years. We went, we moved to New York for a year, and then Maryland for four or five years, and then moved back to Knoxville when I was, I think I was seven. So we lived here most of my life, and I, I mean, I've been a huge Tennessee fan my whole life. Um, I, I grew up in the Farragut school system. I went to Farragut high school. Uh, they're, they're kind of more known for baseball. Um, I mean, in high school though, I I didn't really, I didn't play much. I was on JV freshman and sophomore year. Um, I played in the outfield a little bit, pitched a little bit, uh, played a little bit of third base and shortstop. Um, and then finally made varsity my junior year. I didn't even play. Uh, I got hurt. Um, and then my senior year, I was able to play pitch a little bit. I got to Walter State kind of through a connection um, from my high school coach. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't have much to talk about in regards to sports from high school because I really didn't get to do too much. But, uh, I mean, I always took academics really seriously. Um, was really going to go to college just for school, um, but decided to, to stick it out at Walter State. So... Do you happen to remember your first baseball memory? I I can't say I remember my first one, but I think the one that sticks out to me the most, this definitely wasn't my first one, but it's probably around like 10 or 11 years old. Uh, it was right we started kid pitch. Me and my brother threw a combined no-hitter in the championship game of a tournament. Um, that, that that one kind of sticks out for me. It was We were pretty young. Um, I can't say that was my first one, though. That's pretty impressive, though from two little guys doing that i know and we, we were two little guys back then <laughs> <laughs> so uh tell us a little bit about maybe your early baseball experiences like who you played travel ball with or or you know just baseball when you were a kid yeah i mean i think we started playing baseball when we were like three years old um i guess it would have been t-ball then and got into rec ball for a few years um and then we kind of played for a few local travel teams. It was just some kids we went to school with. Um, 
I think one of the teams was called like the Dirt Dogs or something. It was just like a bunch of kids kids from Knoxville playing together. Um, we I played for a team called the Tennessee Mavericks. That was a that was when I was a little older, kind of middle school age. Um, a lot of kids that they didn't end up playing college baseball. It was just kind of a good group of guys, and I I got to play for a pretty good team in high school uh, exposure out of Chattanooga. Uh, that was more my senior year of high school. That was a pretty good team. I actually played with Camden Sewell for a few tournaments. Um, so that was kind of – that was when I knew I might have made it a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of played every position growing up. Uh, I caught a little bit, uh, pitched a little bit here and there, played shortstop, second base, outfield, just kind of played everywhere and then became a pitcher only my junior year of high school. So everybody's got a recruiting story, um, and you've kind of alluded to part of yours. So walk us through high school to Walter State, Walter State to UT, and let's throw the injury in there somewhere and, you know, the fact of still getting recruited in the midst of the injury. Yeah, um, I mean, kind of the first few years of high school, I didn't get any recruiting attention at all. It was I almost didn't really know if I was going to play at the college level. Um, and then my junior year, I had a – it was kind of a growth plate issue. I grew like eight inches in, in one year um, and had some growth plate issues in my elbow and shoulder. You which... think? So, so how tall were you when you started this? How much did you weigh? That's the I, thing. I think I went from like five, six, like 90 pounds to – uh, six two, like 180 pounds in a year. So that, I mean, kind of took a toll on my body there for a little bit. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't pitch my junior year, so obviously I couldn't get any recruiting attention there. So it wasn't until my senior year, um, I was able to throw a little bit in the fall, and kind of got some D twos um, around Knoxville, Tusculum, Lee University. Um, I think a few other D2 schools. And then I ended up talking to a few junior colleges during, or right before the spring season of my senior year and decided I thought, I thought Walter State would kind of be my best option to be able to make it to that next level that I wanted to go to, like a school like Tennessee or, or an SEC school in general. Um, and then I ended up there. My first year at Walter State, I got hurt again, a stress fracture in my elbow. It was kind of like the last bit of the growth plate issue. I was dealing with there and then so I didn't pitch at all my first year and then going into my second year I threw a pretty good bit um, I was talking to a few schools um, some that that I don't like now that I'm at Tennessee um, and then I ended up talking with coach Vitello and Elander and the whole coaching staff and I mean kind of fell in love with the program and where they were and what they wanted to get to um, I mean, I, I went to Tennessee Kansas when I was seven years old and kind of saw the dark days and saw what they turned it into. So it was pretty exciting, and I decided I wanted to end up at Tennessee. So you have answered our next question, um, which for those who are keeping up with all the podcasts, you make us now 10 and 3 on the next question, and that was, did you grow up a UT fan? Now – it's ten and three the other way, so oh. <laughs> only only three players so far out of the thirteen we've interviewed uh, grew up UT fans. 
the other 10 grew up um, fans of other colleges. And so far, we are working our way through the SEC. So uh, you've, you've kind of answered that. And um, I kind of knew that one going into tonight that, um, that you grew up a UT fan. So talk through us. This next question is kind of two-part. The first part being, talk to us about playing for the UT coaching staff. And you kind of said that, you know, you got to see it from the outside looking in. And um, so first talk through us with that, all the all those guys, and uh, especially maybe Coach Anderson, um, because that would have been one of your specific ones. But Vitello, Elander Anderson, all of those. Yeah, I mean, I, I ended up getting recruited mostly by Coach Anderson just because he's big in the junior college um, junior college transfers. And, uh, I mean, talking with him before I got there, I knew that he was very smart when it came to pitching and, and really knew how to build a pitching staff and build a pitcher as an individual. Um, so, I mean, I was excited to come in. And then when I finally got here, it was pretty eye-opening how much I didn't know about pitching and and how much he taught me throughout the the time that I was there, the two years there. And I mean, coach, coach Anderson's awesome, but I mean, coach Vitello is kind of a different, a different coach than coach Anderson. He's more animated and kind of energetic while coach Anderson's kind of sitting there, like letting you do your thing. And, but he's also giving you guidance when you need it. So it was kind of a mix of everything, which is really cool. Um, I mean, I love the coaching staff. I still talk to them almost every single day. Um, I mean, it was a, a privilege to get to play for them. And I mean, I wouldn't have changed anyone on that staff if, if I had the chance. So it was, it was an awesome experience getting to play for them. And I learned a lot from coach Anderson. Um, he really helped me throughout my Tommy John rehab as well, which was, was awesome to have him as a resource. I mean, we started working, working on mechanics before I could even, I think it was two days after I got my cast off. So it was it was exciting to know that he was putting that effort into me, and he he really did that for everyone on the pitching staff. So it was it was awesome to have a coach like that. And, and that's interesting because I don't think the average fan sitting in the stands they see Coach Anderson as this charismatic guy because when when they see him come out there, you know, <laughs> out of the dugout, he's you know normally full blast and you know, but when you see him away from that, you know, like you guys do every day, like I as a parent did and, and getting to, you know, talk to him every now and then, you know, I think we see a different side of him because that's almost the weird side for, for you guys is to see coach Anderson that fired up because he's, I think very calm, cool and collected and, you know, never gets excited a whole lot. But when he does get excited, it's excited. Yeah, and that was kind of the cool thing for us, too, is that, I mean, you knew he always had the pitchers back. Like, he was never going out there to yell at a pitcher. He was always yelling at the umpire, like trying to get an edge for his pitchers and, and having his pitchers back every step of the way. So it was it was kind of cool that, that he had that calm demeanor all the time, but you knew he, he kind of had that other side where it was us versus, versus them, and he was always on our side. So walk us through what is it like dealing with coaches in the majors, minor league, whatever you, you know, in pro ball versus dealing with college coaches. And you've been at 
Walter State and at UT. But, you know, kind of walk us through that. You know, are you are they different? Are they similar? Are you more on your own when when it comes to the pro coaches? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely more on your own in pro ball. I mean, they're not going to push you the same way that, that the coaches at Tennessee are, like Coach Q, Coach V. I mean, they're going to they're gonna push you to be a part of the team and, and be more of a, a teammate aspect. And I mean, in pro ball, it's kind of not every man for themselves, but it kind of seems like that at some points. Like, you're, you're really just trying to do what you can to make it to the next level and do what you need to do, and the coaches are there to – help you when, when they need to or when you need it, but they're also trying to get to the next level as well. So it's kind of everyone everyone's trying to do what they need to do to get to the next level. Um, I, I happen to get lucky, though, um, in Rocket City. Uh, my coach was actually very similar to Coach Vitello. Um, he, was, he was a big player's coach, really, really invested in everybody on the team and wanted to see everyone succeed and, and do what he could to help them. So it was cool to experience a coach like that uh, my first season, but it's it's definitely a different a different way of coaching in professional baseball. Jay Ross Painting and Drywall of the Tri Cities for all of your painting and drywall projects in Bristol, Kingsport, Johnson City, and Southwest Virginia. They are licensed, bonded, and insured in Tennessee and Virginia. Contact Jay Ross for your residential and commercial drywall and painting needs. Call them at 423-777-7677. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. Tell them Kirby sent you. When, when your pro career is over, what what would you like to do like what 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 is your what are you going to do with that your life after that yeah i think for me the thing i've been pretty passionate about even while i'm playing is is lifting and the development side of baseball so i kind of would my dream would be to open my own training facility and do workout programs and and pitching programs and all that stuff just kind of be on that side of baseball um, I think would be my dream. I, I'd love to live in Charleston or somewhere near the beach and, and do something like that. So when it comes to, you know, your, your big brother is, is with us now. Um, and so I know you're gonna be paying attention to the game. So what are your expectations for this, in the, this team in the 2023 season? Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be, a pretty different group of guys, but I, I mean, based on everything I've seen, I'm, I'm over there training and working out and watching some scrimmages here and there. It looks like it's a pretty close group of guys, kind of like it was last year. Um, and I mean, you still have some, some guys coming back. You got you, Camden, Dollander, Burns. I mean, the pitching staff is going to be what it is, especially with coach Anderson. So it's going to be, I mean, the pitching is going to be there and it looks like there's some young guys on offense that can really contribute to this team. Uh, I saw a few outfielders that looked pretty good. Um, Maui transferring at shortstop looks really good. So, I mean, it's, it's exciting to kind of see how the team's coming together. And, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty good year, and I don't see why you guys couldn't go all the way next year. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, what would be your greatest non-baseball moment so far when you were at UT? Okay, I – 
I know you said when I was at UT, but I mean, I've only been gone for a few months. I'm going to have to say it was watching us beat Alabama in football. I mean, I was, I was six years old when the last time that happened. I've literally been waiting my whole life for that. So, so you that, aren't going to say being roommates with me? Well, I mean, that's like a close second. But Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, say I'm just a normal fan. Uh, say I didn't know who you were. And, like, you had to tell me one specific thing about you. What would it be? Like, what would something that I would not know about you? This is going to be so random. And, honestly, you probably don't even know this. Like, I, like you just would never expect it. But I, like, I love reading, and I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. No, I knew that. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you knew that. But, like, I, I mean, I love Harry Potter. I'm already planning on going to that thing in Universal where you can do the whole thing, the whole oh, Harry yes. Potter experience. See, you are however big you are, but you act like a little six-year-old. Exactly. I mean, that's I take that as a compliment. Okay. You, <laughs> you can take that however you want it to be. Avalon Country Club in the North City is a warm and welcoming setting with 166 acres settled at the foot of the Smoky Mountains. Avalon offers top-notch amenities for all your family's needs. You won't find nicer greens anywhere. Please call us today to find out how you can become a part of the Avalon family. Tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. So walk us through transition from, and for you a little different, high school to Walter State, Walter State to UT, UT to Pro Ball, and like, just life in general, um, working out, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've I've taken working out super seriously, even in high school. Um, I mean, we had a we had a strength coach at Farragut. We were kind of on a pretty strict schedule, lifting and, and baseball wise, and then going to a junior college is kind of it's almost like pro ball, but with less resources. So you're kind of on your own a lot. Um, we would we would get a membership at a gym near us and, and go work out at 11, 12 at night just so that we could get a, a workout in. And um, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that it, it's basically what you make it. So a lot of stuff you have to do on your own. And I mean, you, you really get out of it what you put in. So, I mean, me and Zach were always going to do extra lifts, extra throwing. We didn't have a strength coach, so we were kind of looking things up and making them up on our own. Um, and then going from that to Tennessee was kind of like very eye-opening. Um, it was awesome, the resources we had there. Um, having Woody every day, our trainer, just being able to go in there. And if you have a slight ache or pain or something feels out of place, you can go in there and it'll help you. And Coach Q making all our lifts and – making sure we're hydrated and everything, all the nutrition and clothes and stuff we got was, that was very eye opening to go from junior college where we had to buy our team cleats and we got one practice Jersey and then come to Tennessee. And I mean, you're kind of treated like a professional athlete or what I thought a professional athlete was like, and then kind of going to professional baseball. It was like Walter state, but with the resources of Tennessee you have you have everything you need, nutritionists, strength coaches, but it's 
I mean, it's what you put into it. They're not going to force you to do anything. So it was kind of cool to, to see professional baseball with no resources and then kind of learn how to do all the stuff on my own and how I need to push myself. And then it, it really helped when I transitioned from college to professional baseball where I had to do the things on my own. But I did have the resources, so that helped a lot. So the ultimate question, were you ready for Q when you walked in? <laughs> I want to say I was. I, I tried to, like, I wouldn't show him that he was getting to me, but I was pretty intimidated at first. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he was – that he's awesome. Like, I'm su- still super close with him, but he was very intimidating at first. So you're the first one that's even said you were close. <laughs> Everybody else has went, no. But you you kind of, like you said, you kind of had that workout thing going hard and heavy already, and most have admitted they really didn't. So I kind of put this out there not too long ago, you know, um, as to on Ball Nation, what people would want to know. One of the things was, what's a day like? in the life of a minor league baseball player? Um, is this during the season or off season? Let's say, let's say during the season. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so in Huntsville, we played all of our games at 6.35 every day. So, I mean, I'd, I'd wake up probably 8, 8.30, make some breakfast. Um, living we living had in a, an apartment? or? Uh, yes, we, we were living in an apartment. Um, about 10 minutes from the field. So I'd wake up, make some breakfast. Uh, we had a pretty nice clubhouse area at our apartment, so I'd kind of go down there. They had a coffee machine. I'd get a coffee, just kind of relax for the beginning part of the day, whether that was watch Netflix, read a book, talk to Kirby on the phone, whatever it may be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then I would go to the field about 12 or 12.15, um, Usually stop at Chipotle. I mean, Kirby knows I have a Chipotle addiction. Um, eat, eat my lunch about 12.15. Start stretching at around 1, whether that's doing treatment on my arm or just doing mobility. And we throw around 2, which was which was a big transition for me from college. Because, I mean, in college you're throwing right before the game, but there you're throwing. I mean, you, couldn't throw, you could throw a pitch seven hours after you warm up mm. your first pitch. So that was kind of hard to get used to at first. Um, and then depending on the day of the week, after I threw, I would either shag BP or come in and lift. Uh, and that would get me to about four thirty or five. And I would like to eat a meal at that point, just kind of get fueled up and put my uniform on everything, go out onto the field about six fifteen, and then play the game, whether I pitch or not, and then do it all again tomorrow. So let's transition that over. Real quickly, what's your day look like right now? And then what are you doing? Like, I'm assuming you're pretty much staying with this, whatever you're doing now, through the fall or the winter. And then when do you have to do something else with the team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of free time right now. Um, I'll, I'll usually wake up about 8, 8.30, make breakfast, and then head over to the field. Um, I'll do mobility, stretching, arm care, and then I'll throw, come in, do conditioning, and then work out. I'm usually done by 12.30 or 1. Then I'll come make lunch. Um, 
I mean, depending on what I have to do, whether it's sometimes I have to like make a few calls or sign some cards or something. But I mean, other than that, I kind of have a lot of free time. So it's been, it's been nice to, to try new things. Um, started doing yoga actually. That was, it's been pretty nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of free time right now. And then as we get closer, I think, um, February 14th is my report date. Um, when spring training starts. So I'll probably be ramping up around January, just bullpens and more conditioning and, and more intense lifting and stuff. But right now it's kind of just trying to decompress from the long season. Who would you say is probably your toughest competitor you've played against? Um, Actually, he's on Tennessee still, but, I mean, this is just scrimmages and everything. I mean, I have to say Christian Moore. I mean, he is – the most competitive person I think I've ever met. I think he's up there with Drew Gilbert. Like he just does not like to lose. It was it was a lot of fun. Like in scrimmages, like seeing how, I mean, even like a fall scrimmage with no punishment on the line. He's, I mean, he's getting animated. He's yelling from the dugout, like talking smack. Like it doesn't stop. It's awesome to watch. And he's still doing that to this day. That does not surprise me. He he he's so competitive that he argues with the umpires even when he's in the field. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't st- – he just – I mean, once he gets on the baseball field, it's like he flips on a switch and he's just a different person. So what would you have to say your dream car is? Um, I've always wanted a truck, and I finally got one, and the gas is killing me. So I might have to change that. You're so and- soft. I know, I know. I would love so, like it like a sports car, like just something I could drive fast. That'd probably be my dream car. So, like you said, you drive a truck now. Mm-hmm. Does it has a does it have a name? Uh, I, I call it Goose from from Top Gun. Oh my lord! <laughs> it's okay. It's okay if you're jealous. I'm not. Mine's a silver <laughs> bullet, so I don't know what you're talking about. Just actually the silver taco wait that's what your car's name is yeah the silver taco i didn't know that yeah because it's a, a tacoma it's oh silver. okay I, that's clever <laughs> i like it so what would you what's the best gift you've ever received i'm honestly gonna have to say um my freshman year of high school um i got handed down a bible from all the upperclassmen at farragut and i've had it ever since then so i mean however many years that'd be like eight or nine years i've had it and i still use it to this day like there's notes in it and everything um i thought that was pretty special and something that i'll never forget about for sure it's pretty awesome it is so i don't know that i've seen you do a whole lot but everybody has some of them so what superstitions or things that you have to do, like before games, during games, while you're on the mound, before you go to the mound, anything like that? Uh, I really don't have any, like, crazy superstitions. I have, like, some routines I try to follow, but it's not, like, any superstitions. I think one that I had at Tennessee was I would try to get, like, three pieces of that gum at the beginning of the game and try to chew it until I went down to the bullpen. But other than that, I really didn't have anything. Um, I definitely didn't step on the line, but I think that's kind of a universal thing. I, I, 
I think Xander just messes every other pitcher up because Xander has so many that everybody <laughs> else looks normal. Oh yeah, it was honestly like it was so entertaining watching him do all all of his things every game. So, in the middle of the podcast, we like to some speed some things up. So, I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to give me the best answer off the top of your head. You ready? Right, let's, let's do it. Your favorite food? Steak. Favorite color? Blue. Candy? Kit Kat. Non-baseball player athlete? Hmm. I'm going to have to go... Tom Brady. Okay. Who, your favorite song? Here for a Good Time by George Strait. Can you sing it for us? Mm, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the funniest teammate? Um, sometimes Chase Burns. Oh, Depends on what mood he's in. Depends Don't on what mood Do not give him that. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. I'm surprised you answered that and didn't say water. I almost said protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> cake or pie? Uh, cake. Who's the best hitting pitcher that you know? Uh, you. Hey. Who has the strongest arm from a fielder? Uh, probably Drew Gilbert. Does is, does NATO not have a better arm? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just different because you can see it from the outfield, like – some of the throws he makes. Okay. He does have a great arm, but I think Gilbert's arm from the outfield is one of the best arms I've ever seen. That works. That works. Uh, so what's your favorite baseball movie and why? Um, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Moneyball. Uh, I just like how like the in-depth, like behind-the-scenes stuff. I think that's really cool. Everybody wants to be like me, Dad. Is that what yours is? Yep. Hmm. Dad changes his every single week. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I, what is it this week? I didn't. I, I added a few. <laughs> so I, when I flew out west, I watched um, Nolan Ryan's movie, which if you if y'all have not seen it, y'all got to watch it. I think it every every picture or to watch it just because. Um, and then 52, is that right? Kirby 42, 42. I know I wasn't what I, in the world. I knew I wasn't right. So I, so I said it with a question mark. So 42, <laughs> I watched it for the first time, That's great, but uh, originally mine was Moneyball also. So it's just such a good movie. Like the behind the scenes stuff is so cool to me. And I, and I just think that's real pro baseball. I mean, I can imagine mm-hmm. pick pick at least three fourths of the organizations now. You know, not back then, but now I think you know they're they're talking through all the logistics stuff, and now they're talking spin rate, and they're talking all this technology stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely changed now a lot. Better Mattress is a Knoxville business. They personally design and work with local manufacturers to handcraft their Better Mattress line. These products are only offered in Better Mattress stores, 
Whether you're a D1 athlete or just needing a good night's rest for a full day tomorrow, sleep worry-free with our 120-night better protection plan. Ask us for details when it's time to complete your purchase. See Better Mattress, multiple locations around Knoxville. Tell them Kirby sent you. A good night just got better. So when it comes to you and Zach starting playing baseball, who was your biggest supporter or your biggest influence? Um, I mean, I think I'd have to say my dad. Um, he spent – I mean, we would we would be at the field any day we didn't have school. If we didn't have school, we'd go to the field after school, and he'd hit us ground balls or throw with us or throw to us in the cages. I mean, it was just nonstop, and he would – help coach some teams we were on and he's just always there supporting us. So I think it would have to be my dad. It's awesome. So what is your favorite moment playing for Tennessee? Uh, I mean, there was a lot from this past year, but I think the coolest one was winning the SEC championship. I mean, that was a crazy experience. Like watching that stadium with basically filled with all Tennessee fans. That was pretty Awesome. Then getting to beat Florida in the championship obviously felt good. Um, I mean, that, that whole experience was awesome. The, I mean, the rainouts and playing at 11 at night some nights and then coming back the next day and do the same thing. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. So I have to, dad, like, dad, you can ask the question. I have to interject here. <laughs> so I'm not the only one that wants to know this. So at my best, I might could hit upper 60s, 70s right now. No shot. Mm-hmm. Really? We'll see. Okay. I might throw, I might, <laughs> I might, I might, I've got the radar gun. I might throw my arm out. But. <laughs> so what is it like for a baseball to leave your fingertips at 105 miles an hour? I mean, it's it's exciting. I did, honestly didn't know which which pitches I did it on, but I mean, they kind of all. I I wouldn't have been able to tell you which pitch it was, but I mean, it, it it's exciting to to get up there and. I mean, I don't know if they're scared of me, but like sometimes they look a little scared. Yes, they, and, yes, I mean, they're exciting. scared of you. There's only one idiot in this world, <laughs> and he's the other one on the line with us that said <laughs> he would be glad to step in with you. Everybody else we've interviewed yeah. has said no. Like, I had to step <laughs> in, but I wasn't happy to step in. Yeah, I mean, it, it's exciting. And, um, I mean, it's definitely my favorite thing to do is to go up there and pitch and, and see the numbers on the radar gun. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. So then the question comes from the people who have sent me things they wanted to know. Do you ever fear you're going to kill somebody with a pitch? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Mississippi State, it was like 100 degrees. My hands were sweating. And I think I hit two or three people. And I heard someone from the stands yell, like, yeah. get him out of here. Yeah, that, that He's was trying like, to kill right, him. Like, He's I, trying to kill him. Get him out of there. I, I, like, thought about it. I was like, maybe I actually, like, if I hit someone in the right place, like, I don't know. Like, it kind of made me think about it for a second. You're so soft. You couldn't do that. Do what? You couldn't kill anybody with a pitch. You're so soft. 
Uh, well, I mean, I don't really want to. So. <laughs> so we just asked you what your best moment. Now, what is your worst moment at Tennessee? Um, one hundred percent giving up a home run at Smoky Stadium to Tennessee Tech. I forgot about that. One hundred percent. I literally think about that every single day. Was that lonely being on the mound at that point? Oh my gosh, it was the worst feeling. It was our first loss too. I'm pretty sure. I literally like I think about that every single day. So if you got a chance, would he would he be the one you would hit next time? Uh, maybe. I mean, he did post it on he posted it on Twitter too. That just made it even worse. So, you know, you being the fireman and all, um, have you had any? Any interactions with ball fans that have stood out to you? And, and that's even in the minors. Have, has anybody, um, like, had a good or bad interaction with you? Yeah, I mean, I've ha- seen people come out to even, like, the Trash Pandas games was awesome. Like, knowing that I still had that support, um, even at, even at that level, and Actually, I think the coolest one for me was I was in the airport in Denver, like on the way to Arizona after the draft, and like a group of people came up and said they recognized me and um, asked to take a picture and everything. I mean, that was pretty crazy to like have that experience in an airport when I wasn't wearing any Tennessee stuff uh, going out there. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Um, But I mean, Tennessee fans in general have been awesome. I mean, I'm sure you can attest like they're always trying to do what they can to help any athlete at Tennessee. So it's awesome to, to kind of be a part of that fan base. So what, what do you want your legacy to be at UT? So when you come back, what do you want people to think of? Not only did you throw 105, but like what, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Uh, I think for me, I want them to think like when they think of me, like I want them, obviously like they're going to think of that, but I want them to think like, I did it the right way. And I mean, they know about the work ethic that I put into it and it didn't just kind of happen out of nowhere. It was, it was a lot of hard work that got put into it. Um, and always being a good teammate, always being a good example. And I I think for me, like a big thing is especially like the kids after the games, like I'm never going to turn a kid down for autograph or, or any of that stuff. Like I want them to know like that I was also a good person as well and, and set a good example for the younger kids. Thank you. Don't, don't ever, when my, obviously Kirby's got two brothers, eight and 10 years older. When they were little, we were at Savannah Sand Nats game and hung around after the game. And one guy, one guy stayed and signed autographs. Everybody else. So we're outside mm-hmm. that they wouldn't let you get any autographs when they were on the field. So we're standing outside the locker room as the players are leaving. And like player after player after player walked up, walked right through the midst of probably six or eight kids standing there. So not, not adults trying to get autographs to sell. I don't think, I mean, legitimately little <laughs> boys and one guy stayed, took pictures, signed autographs. And I was, I can remember saying to, to Cody and Kevin, if you ever make it, you be the one guy, not the other 30 mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and I know there are days you're wanting to leave, you know, but to me, that's still a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to think like you were that kid at one point, and I mean, you could make an impact on someone's life just stopping and saying hey to them and giving them an autograph. So I know you were one of those kids. Oh, I was. You and Zach. I was trying to get your back in the day. Oh, shut up. So <laughs> with you being a part of last year's group and then also the Omaha group, um, with all those guys that you played with, which teammate would you pay to watch? I think this is like pro- probably a generic answer, but I'm going to say Drew Gilbert. I mean, the things that he does, like, I honestly like just want to watch like a camera attached to his hat bill, just like showing his face at all times, but with the microphone as well. So you can hear oh, what he said. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that probably might not be good. <laughs> you might have to just have yeah. a headset on. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be that'd be so awesome. I would actually pay money for that. Chinook Seeds makes you say, whoa, those just might be the best seeds ever. Order Chinook Seeds by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. You can build your own package today. You can design your own 12-pack, 36-pack, seeds-flavored variety large package, or just get a sampler pack of each type of seeds they offer. They have original cinnamon toast, dill pickle, hatch chili, jalapeno ranch, smokehouse barbecue, and parmesan and pepper. Best seeds ever. Order your Chinook seeds today by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. So you, you have said that your dad was your inspiration. Who's your hero? I mean, I'm always going to say both of my parents. I think they they kind of showed me at a young age, like, the value of working hard. And, I mean, they always set a good example for us, and they were always supporting us and supporting each other. So, I mean, it set a good example at a young age, just kind of how to, how to live your life and, and how to always put others first. And I think that kind of left a lasting impact on me. So we know you're passionate on the baseball field. If you could solve one or two world problems, what would they be and why? Uh, I think for me, one like main one that sticks out is, is mental health problems. Uh, I actually, I mean, I haven't been vocal about it as, as a few other teammates, which, which I know that they've had their problems, but I, I've struggled in the past with those. And I mean, even still, like I, I have my problems every now and then. So, I mean, I, I want to, do some whatever I can to help people, whether that's talking to them or, or telling them how I, how I went through the, those same issues and, and just kind of want people to feel heard in that aspect. And uh, something that I actually, I got into this past season was helping with uh, supporting kids with pediatric cancer. Uh, one of my, one of my teammates from the trash pandas, he had introduced me to an organization called Alex's lemonade stand and they support these kids with pediatric cancer and, I, I kind of started my own page with them, and there's a link in my Instagram bio, actually, if if anyone wants to donate or pledge money to that. Um, I actually had a friend, and one of my best friends in kindergarten had cancer, um, so it kind of, like, it kind of stuck with me, like, what he had to go through every day, and, and what me and Kirby actually went with a couple guys to the Children's Hospital this past season and saw those kids and what they go through every day, and they're still having a positive attitude and a smile on their face, so... I mean, if I can do anything to support them, I, I'd love to. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to right now. I just honestly just trying to do whatever I can. Very good. 
Looking for a lawyer to always have your back? Try Guards the Law Firm, Knoxville-based attorneys with a passion for people. Marco's Guards at Guards the Law Firm has an office in Knoxville and soon will have an office in the Tri-Cities. Guards the Law Firm, always by your side. Tell them Kirby sent you. So, we have one final question for you. Um, so, you say you got drafted. Um, mm-hmm. Was it 86th pick? 89. 89. Dang. Uh, that was close. <laughs> that, was all, hey, that was just off the top That was off the top of my head. You got to give me some, the benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. I honestly wouldn't have even known the number if I didn't. If I didn't see it on the thing at Tennessee today. So, you were the 89th pick for the Angels. Yeah. Um, tell us tell us what it was like to be in the minors this year. Uh, tell us, like, the – say you went out to Arizona and then you went mm-hmm. straight into AA. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean – so we went out for a mini draft camp after the draft for a few weeks. And, and at that point, we didn't know where we were going to end up going. Um, and then there was – I think we'd been there for two weeks, and they sent a few guys off to, to low A, and then a couple guys went off to high A. And then I got called into the office, and they told me they were sending me to double A, uh, the Trash Pandas. And, I mean, that was pretty exciting. Um, it was definitely ner- a little nerve-wracking at first. I mean, first – game experience in a few months and starting in double a but i mean the the team there was awesome the environment was awesome uh it was definitely a grind i mean six six days a week you're playing a game uh and then you get one off day and that's usually a travel day so it's it's definitely different than college and um but it, it was it was awesome to kind of get get my feet wet this year in professional baseball and kind of see how it was like um obviously like pitching the wood bats a little better than metal bats besides the home run at Tennessee Tech, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was a cool experience. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to have a full season next year. I know it's going to be long, but it's going to be exciting. So did you have a clue where you were going to be drafted? I actually had no idea. There was a there was a chance on the first day that I could have gone for a deal, um, and, and that didn't end up working out. So the second day, I mean, moves pretty quick. Uh, my agent is basically like, you could get drafted and we won't before we even get a call. So just watch for your name. And that was kind of like, I didn't understand how that worked. And then um, he called me like two picks before. He was like, hey, you're about to be called. Like, get with your family. And that, that was a pretty a pretty crazy experience to, to see that. So cute. Thank you. Hammond Goodies, the best cookies ever. At Hammond Goodies, they believe that all things should be made with lots of love and butter. Home of the world-famous lemon cookies, now offering local lunch and baked goods delivery. And they can also ship their cakes and cookies anywhere in the lower 48. Browse their menus, order online, or visit one of their three Knoxville locations. And their cookie trucks are always coming to a location near you throughout Tennessee. If you order online, Please use the promo code Kirby35. Kirby's favorite cookies. So we started a few weeks ago doing a pick'em. And sorry, Kirby. You can't steal my guy. I'm Pat McAfee. 
I don't, I don't want to steal your guy. <laughs> so we're going to go through a few college games, obviously one pro game. Kirby can't change his pick and I can't change mine. Uh, and then we'll close it out with the big one. So Alabama LSU. You can you can talk all you want or you can just give us your pick. Okay, so it, this is at LSU. I right? believe so. Yes. At night. I'm still I'm still gonna have to go with Alabama. I don't think LSU is is all that. So I think I mean if they win this. I'd be kind of shocked. I think Alabama's too good. I'm going to have to take Nick Saban and the Tide. <laughs> as as much as I want them to get, be, to get beat, I've got to stay with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Florida State, Miami. I'm going to go Florida State. Seminoles, baby. <laughs> We're, we're gonna kind of keep it like last year. Last same week. as last week. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going with my nose. Uh, Clemson Notre Dame at at I'm Notre go. Dame. Let me say. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not buying into into Clemson. You know what? I'm taking upset. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to be. Di- I also just wanted to be different too. So if they do upset them, I can say, I can say that I said so. I'm gonna go Clemson. I'm going Clemson. I despise Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan could be playing anybody, and I'm picking against them. So, um, so. I would have never thought I would say this. The bottom of the barrel. USC Vandy. Mm. And I'm talking about little South, South Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to go South Carolina. I can't I can't go with Vandy. I'm gonna say South Carolina, but this game really scares me because South Carolina they haven't been putting up many points, so it's going to be a shootout of who can score <laughs> at <first>. all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't think this was possible, but I'm going South Carolina, but I'm not even, I'm not 100% sold on that. So, Phillies Astros. I can't answer. I gotta go with the Phillies. I mean, they're just too hot right Two now. Two more games. You said Astros. You already know my answer. It's... I'm almost positive. I, I said Astros. I'm almost positive. You said Astros. Oh my gosh! I'm glad they cut I out that Phillies. last game. Okay, I will go back and look. <laughs> uh oh. And then I think I said Phillies. The game of the week. Number one versus two. Let's go, boys. The number one versus the number two. Number one versus two in the college football playoff. You will never never catch me betting against Tennessee balls, so I'm going Tennessee. You know, 
them balls. I've been telling y'all, them balls are going down to Athens to play them little puppies. Balls on top. Hey, I'm going to be there, man. I'm going to be barking at people. I'm going to be doing whatever I need to do. <laughs> Can you give us a good bark? Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> That's more like the bulldog. You got to get it more like a king dog. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it before so, Saturday. Kirby, I was supposed to have a special guest picker. Oh, I know. I know. And she's sick. She's sick. So she was supposed to come on here and talk smack to represent. But um, nope. she's not here. So I'm going to have to represent. And I'm not, I'm not talking a whole lot of smack because I think it could go either way. And I hope, kind of hope, UT fans have not bit themselves this week by, by talking as much smack as they've talked. Uh, I'm going Georgia. Oh. I, 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 I'm representing for for Caden. Okay, that's fair. Wait, is oh, Caden yes. a Georgia fan? Yep. The the song the song oh, Orange and White is her to a t- no Tennessee Orange Tennessee Orange. Well, Orange and White fits her too. Most of the same. Yeah. Yeah, that is her to Not a t. Um, but that was kind of somebody else on this podcast. Still, they started going to UT. So, college changes you. Yeah, I I give it. You got to be a you got to be a UT fan. Oh, hey, yeah. I was a U, I was a UT fan when Pruitt was here. You know we've been through the worst. Oh, I was a UT fan when Derek Dooley was here. <laughs> but but listen, you UT fans did it to yourself because you had the man and you ran him off. Who? <laughs> True. Butch Jones? No. Oh, no, go go back about fifteen years. Yeah. Colt Fulmer. Like Lane Kiffin. Uh, Lane, hey, Lane Kiffin would have. I would like to see how that ended up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not stepping in that one tonight. <laughs> so, okay, so Ben, tell us. How can people keep up with you, get a hold to you? What are your social media handles? I know you mentioned your Instagram earlier. Any other? So give us your Instagram or all your social media handles that you use. Um, my Instagram is Ben underscore Joyce zero eight. Um, and I also have a Twitter. and I, I believe that is just Ben Joyce zero eight. Um, those are really the only two that I use. So I have Instagram and Twitter. And, and give us again, in case somebody missed it the first time, uh, what you're involved in. And oh yes, um, there's it's an organization called Alex's Lemonade Stand. Uh, it's it's like a foundation for childhood cancer. Um, and I have a page. It's uh, the link in my bio on Instagram. If you just click the link, you can go to my page and you can either donate money or pledge money where every time I get a strikeout next season, um, it will, it will donate a certain amount of money, whatever you pledge. 
any other connections you've got? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Um, okay. Not that I can think of. Get your Folly Fingers merchandise. We've got Shirsey's brand new order of orange, white, or checkerboard jerseys just in time for football season. We have leather patch caps. You can check us out on all of our social media at Volley Fingers or contact us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. Get your stash merchandise today. Kirby, give us your handles. Um, you can email us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. You can follow us at volleyfingers on Facebook, Instagram, and then Twitter. And then you can follow me on Instagram at kirbyconnell35. I want to say thank you, uh, Benjamin, for opening up about your life and, uh, you know, just getting on here to talk a little bit. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add that we may have missed? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It kind of brings me back to, to old times when we were living together. Yeah. You, you never talk to me anymore, but it's okay. <laughs> yes, I do. I hope you have enjoyed Stash Talk today. We will have a new Stash Talk every single week. Check out our other episodes and join us next week for Stash Talk.